0: What an incredible gospel text we have today. I think it's very important to kind of review it and then look at it, how it re- applies to us. Um, this is a very sad situation where the demoniac has uh, been in the grave um, in the tombs for many, many years. Trapped by the demons. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. The demon speaks out and declares Jesus as the Son of God. The disciples didn't even know it at that time. It's really interesting how we get this kind of proclamation of his sonship by the demons. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it often seized him. And he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bonds and was driven by the demons into the wilderness. So we see this picture of a tormented man who has been uh, shackled by demons, who has been uh, pushed uh, out of his life, pushed into this place where uh, he is trapped, imprisoned, in a sense, pushed away. So uh, why do we have an account like this? St. Uh, Gregory Palamas says this, God shows us the outward attack of the demons. He shows us the outward attack of the demons so that we can see what actually goes on inside of us when we're attacked by sins. So we see the outward attack and we're, we're kind of saddened deeply saddened by this, but when we sin, when we step into that kind of demonic life, we are attacked the same way. So I want to walk through this a bit uh, so that we can see it from uh, that perspective, how our sins engage us in this way, and most importantly, the way out. Because you need a way out. So, each of us are captured by our sins, like the demoniac, like put in this place where we're tossed to and fro, seized. That it might be by pride, by having our life be kind of centered on ourselves, by our greed for things around us, for the things of this world, for lust, for Lust after the world, the things of the world, the things of the flesh. For envy, looking around us and seeing what everybody else has, and I don't have that. From anger, from being pushed into places where we are tempted and fall to uh, throwing ourselves angrily at someone else. Even in our thoughts. Maybe it's our anxiety. Maybe it's the worries of this life that get us. But we're seized by them, captured by them. Seized, captured. Bound, in a sense, with chains, feeling there's no escape. You know that sin that you just keep doing, like over and over again? Maybe that one, that two, that three, that just keeps happening. You repent, you're sorry, you're forlorn about it, you work hard at it, but then you stumble right again over the same temptation. Seized by it. And sometimes we feel as when he said there were legions, like there's no relief, Lord, how am I going to get out of this mess? How do I escape this mess? I feel like I'm thrown into this sin all the time. And we long, we long to have that driven away so that we can be sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in virtue, clothed with our our right mind with good thoughts, healed and strengthened. So, how does that happen? Because we all know we sin. And we have sins that beset us. And we need to know the way out. How do we get out? We're trapped. How do we get out? God has freed us. He freed the demoniac and he can free us. And actually the way out is very simple. It's Very, very simple. St. John... The Baptist said it as the forerunner to the Lord. What did he say? You can speak. You can speak. It's okay. Repent. Repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Simple. Turn back. Turn away from that stuff back to God. Repent. A simple thing to do. Turn away. From the sin and in repentance, move away from it toward, toward God. Uh, in Acts, Peter says, Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins and the reception of the Holy Spirit. Repent. Repent. In our pre communion prayers, it's so beautiful. It says, Those who repent are reckon, reckoned among the friends of God. Friend of God, those who repent. And in St. Peter, he says, God is so long-suffering that he awaits our repentance. He waits for us to repent. And this one I absolutely love. In Luke, the Lord says this about repentance. There's more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than the 99 persons who need no repentance. You know what happens in heaven when you repent? The angels rejoice. You can make the angels sing. Did you know that? How? Repent. Wow. The angels sing when we turn back to God. What a beautiful thing this is. What a joy it is. What a blessing God has given to us because he knows how we're beset by so many troubles. Yet he gives us this simple blessing repentance so we can be freed from these things so we can travel away from them so what happens then when we sin when we sin we are sorrowful for our sins and we need to be forgiven number one forgiven two we have wounded ourselves by our sins as the demoniac was wounded We see that outward wound because God wants to show us what the inward wound is. We are wounded and we need to be healed. And thirdly, we need to be strengthened so we can make a better effort. So the next time that temptation comes, I can overcome it. Do better. Okay, three things happen when we sin. We need to be forgiven. We need to be forgiven. We need to be healed, and we need to be strengthened. Those things are given to us in the sacrament of confession, in our repentance. In our repentance. You know, repentance by the church is seen like a second baptism, a renewal of your baptism. shouldn't say second baptism. There's no second baptism. Father Nicholas, don't do that. There's only one baptism for the remission of sins. It's a renewal of your baptism, a renewal of your baptism. You're washed by the waters of your tears. Beautiful thing. You're washed by your tears. So what happens in baptism? I, was, I just reviewed the texts. So this same thing, these things in us in our repentance were renewed in these things. In baptismal rite, we say, there's redemption, sanctification, purification purification of flesh and spirit, the loosing of bonds, the illumination of the soul, the regeneration of and renewal of the spirit, gift of adoption, cleansing of the garment, and the washing by the fountain of life. So if we take a look at this and say to ourselves, when we repent, this is what we get. Redemption. A renewal, a, a stepping back, a being brought back that pristine beauty of our baptism, brought back, repented, returned to, redeemed in our confession, we are made holy, sanctified, sanctified. You know, it was a great story of a monk who was clairvoyant, and he could actually see the sins of people and he said, he was sitting with one of his monk friends, and he'd see the sin coming in, so there's avarice, there's pride. Another man walks in, he goes, oh, that man just went to confession. He's free. He's free. His sins are done. He's sanctified. He's holy. That's what happens. You're, it, you, you drop it. You leave it. You're done with it sanctified, you're purified in flesh and spirit, cleansed. You know, we just need, when we sin, after our sin, and you know this, after you sin, you just feel filthy. You feel dirty. Why did I do that? Again, why did I do that? Why did I think that? Why do I think this way? Cleansed, sanctified, purified, washed. That stuff goes away in our repentance, in our confession, Loosing of the bonds, and this becomes the most critical thing, I think, for many of us. It's the loosing of the, sh- the bonds of shame. You know, one of the things about coming to confession that you don't like is you have to say your sin out loud to another person. How many like doing that? Yeah, I didn't think so. You have to say your sin out loud to another person. You know what happens when that, when that happens? The shame comes out too you get that shame is loosed, it's, it's released. You don't walk around being ashamed inside. The shame is out and you're done with it. The loosing of the bonds, in that you are forgiven. Beautiful. Kind of a, a, a return to baptism. The soul is illumined, regenerated in spirit, and you're the gift of, you have the gift of adoption, you are strengthened to become again a son and daughter of God. You know, the beautiful picture of the prodigal son in return, you know, his, in, in our minds many times when we come to confession and we're thinking about our sins, we move, it's just like, Lord, just, just forgive me. Just let me come to the door forgiven. That's all I want just a simple entrance into your kingdom. (laughs) The beautiful picture of the prodigal son, what happens when you walk in the door with a repentant heart, the father comes to meet you. It's a beautiful picture. When you come with repentance, Christ comes to meet you. And he gets on his knees and kisses your neck, gives you a robe, puts a ring on your finger, sandals on your feet, renews you as a son and daughter of God. You are strengthened to be a child of God again in your repentance. And finally, we need to be healed. Cleansing of the garment of incorruption washed by our, the love and mercy of God. You know, when we sin, one of the pictures I have about my sins is that I was given at baptism a white garment. And when I sin, what happens to my garment? It gets dirty. I have a dirty garment. So when I come to confession, what's happening? It's a washing machine. It washes the garment. And I come out with a clean garment. What a beautiful thing. I still have work to do, right? I still need to be healed, I still need to be strengthened. But I'm forgiven. My garment is clean in my confession. That's such a beautiful picture for me. Walk out clean, fresh, renewed, sanctified. So, beloved, as much as we struggle with our sins, may we not struggle in repentance. May we not struggle there. May that be easy for us. May that be a great place to turn to so that we can be freed, clothed, and healed, just as the demoniac, and return home and to declare what God has done for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit,